You're listening to the We're Alright Podcast, hosted by Brandon Erseg. And we are back for a third instalment of the We're Alright Podcast, where I'm lucky enough to be steering the ship, hopefully a bit more steadily with each one of these episodes. Uh, hopefully you've enjoyed the first two episodes, if you kept listening after the first one. And even if you haven't, we're still here and we're still going to be doing the third. So hopefully I or more accurately, my guest today can get you listening if you <laughs> if you haven't already. Um, and that guest that I have is maybe not what we would traditionally call a household name <laughs> at Swans or in the Waffle, well, not yet anyway, but he is an up-and-coming player who is looking ready to build on the impressive start to his career and someone I've really been looking forward to speaking to, which is probably reflected with how early I've gotten him on the pod the man I'm speaking of is Lachlan Riley or Lock or Chock, which is what he goes by to his teammates. Welcome, Chock. Thanks, Urs. Chock Top as well. Chock, chock Top. Chock, chock Top sometimes top. as well. Yep. I'm going to have to use that starting <laughs> tomorrow, I reckon, at training. So obviously doing a bit of research. Mm-hmm. Right? I've got to do the right thing. Um, you've played 41 league games now mm-hmm. at 22 years old so you're going at a pretty good clip mm-hmm. and kind of crept up out of nowhere mm. you're nearly at 50 games which i would not have guessed before i looked that no. stat up yeah do you feel like you do you feel like you've played that much league footy probably not really um i'm probably only just starting to starting to come into my own in terms of feeling confident at a level but um like people have said before around that 50 game marks where that starts to happen and um, but yeah, 41 does sound a bit more than what I would have expected it to be. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have to get yeah. the banner. Yeah. We'll have to get the banner ready in nine games, yeah. Tom. Um, so the first like proper question I like to ask, and anyone who's listened to this more than once, which hopefully there's a few, um, <laughs> they probably picked up on it. Um, because of, and because of your path to your footy path today, it means we'll probably be going back and forward a little bit, but yep. we'll get there. Yep is how did you become a part of the club and where did your journey at the club start or originate from? It's actually pretty interesting how I got to Swans. Um, originally I was at Peel Thunder, so South Bunbury in the Southwest Footy League and then into Peel Thunder for my Colts years. Um, played there with a bunch of good mates and I went there through being zoned to Collie, which was where I was born. Um, I was also living in Bunbury at the time and... Swan sort of got wind of that and asked me, do I want to come over? Um, they said they'll leave me alone if I don't want to come, but um, they think they can get me there if, they, if I wanted to come. And I had my cousin and best mate Cade Warrod there and um, a few other good mates that I knew. So I sort of jumped at it. I was moving up to Perth and Swans were always a good club. Cade seemed to love it and I knew a few of the boys and, yeah, it was a really good decision. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So well, maybe not traded, but... No. It was a switcher club. It was. And I was in Bali at the time and mum was having to deal with sort of the commission ringing her and it was a bit of a stressful period for her. But lucky I was just out of service and she had to deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> and before you knew it, you were out Swans. Yeah. Was it, was it a happy move? It was, yeah. The yeah. whole time, because there was a bit of deliberation about where I'd be playing that year, um, the whole way through that period I wanted it to be Swans. I was stoked when I found out that I was going to be able to be cleared to play for them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go, we'll go into a little bit more mm. down the track. Um, you mentioned Bunbury, born and raised there? Born in Collie. Yep. Um, 45 minutes away from Bunbury. Yep. Uh, dad and mum lived there at the time. 
Um, then moved to Bunbury with mum when I was eight um, and sort of bounced between Collie and Bunbury, the two families there for the whole time up until now. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, you probably answered the next question, but there are 11 teams in the Southwest Footy League, I believe. 10 or 11, I think. Yep. Who, who are your allegiances with? All South Bunbury. South um, Bunbury. Yeah. Because so there, is there a Collie team? There is a Collie team. So, so not Collie? No. Jeez. Much to Dad's disappointment. <laughs> um, so he played there. A lot of people from my family played for Collie. Yeah. Um, and I was around that club the whole time growing up. But uh, moved to Bunbury when I was eight and had to change teams. So I started playing for South Bunbury and they have a bit of a rivalry. Like they... Collie people, actually everyone in the whole competition hates South Bunbury. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They're like the Collingwood of the Southwest footy. Really? Yeah. Why so, is that? Um, I like to think it's because they're good. <laughs> yeah. It's a bit of success growing up. Yeah, there is. Yeah. But they, I don't know, they tend to get a bad rap for things here and there. And um, But no, it was a good club the whole time I was there. I loved it. Yeah. 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 Um, and not everyone falls into one of these, but. Often when people grow young kids growing up and they're playing footy, um, they're they're the types that are, everything's just footy, 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 and they're obsessed and footy's it from the get go in terms of having a crack. And then you hear about a few others that fall into footy a bit more. Did you sort of fit into one of those categories? Definitely the first one. Yeah, yeah obsessed. Easily. Yeah, like I was the kid who just had a footy in his hand everywhere he went. Yeah, um, slept with it just. Always in weird, weird situations with footy in hand. Um, wasn't too good at any other sports either. Like, yeah, I was going to ask you that. <sighs> mate, like shocking at cricket. Yeah, um, <laughs> I had a crack though. I played some school cricket yeah. and uh, I, what's it called when you get three golden ducks in a row? Is that? Yeah, that might it, be that something. A keg or golden keg <laughs> or something <laughs> maybe, like that. Maybe. We'll got, go with that. I got two ducks in a row <laughs> and the boys were all getting into me as I went out. I think I was the 11th man or the 10th man to go out and bat. And um, I nicked one through the slips and got two runs. So that's the whole lot of my <laughs> Oh, beautiful, <laughs> mate. Good strike, right? Two but, off one. <laughs> but, yeah, so I wasn't good at any other sports really. Um, yeah, it was all footy. Yeah. I, I didn't like summer. I tried basketball, <laughs> athletics. Summer in terms of sport. Yeah. I'm yeah. sure you like summer in general. <laughs> <laughs> I like summer. Sorry. Yeah. Like summer. Just But the whole time I just wanted to be footy season. Yeah. yeah. And like a full nuffy too, like on the couch, 360, ever since I was – Eight years old, every show that's on during the week, I'll watch it. How, who'd you support AFL-wise? Eagles. Yeah. Yeah, always Eagles. Yeah. Did you um, – were you one to like watch as many games as possible on a weekend as well? Yeah, yeah. Not so much anymore but definitely as a kid and a young teenager. Yeah, yeah. But as you start to play more and more footy and it gets more of a commitment, you sort of want to get away from it when you're not playing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you talked about not liking the summers. Where they, <laughs> did you – Travel to Perth much as a kid or not really? What, for holidays? And yeah, just things, in general. Were there yeah. many trips to Perth? Or? Yeah, yeah, we used to um, yearly, like me and my cousins would come up and do things up in Perth with our grandparents as kids and, um, yeah, float up for a bit of shopping now and then. Yeah. And, but, yeah, not not a huge place we visited often. Yeah. Maybe a couple of times a year. Yeah. 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 Um, now, there's on a slightly different note but still related to Bunbury, there's talk of and it's purely – speculation drawing a long bow here we go a 20th no nah, no nah, a 20th <laughs> afl team being bought into the comp yep. after tasmania gets a ninth 19th team which is so far off happening so <laughs> definitely purely speculation yep. but with a 13.6 million upgrade of hands oval 
which is touted as Bunbury's footy centre. They're saying that the team could be situated in Bunbury and the Southwest Pelicans has even been floated <laughs> as a name idea. Could we see Chock Top Riley roaming the wings of hands over as a Pelican in the years to come? I could get around the Pelicans, yeah. yeah? Love the Black Ducks, but I'd leave for the Pelicans. <laughs> um, in all seriousness, though, without delving into like the financials or anything like that, mm. do you think Bunbury would be able to handle having its own AFL team? Um, if I'm completely honest, probably not. Yeah, it's a, it's not a very big place. Like I don't know if there's any AFL teams at a, a small area like that. Like, so it's, it's probably I don't know how big Geelong is, but yeah, that'd be the closest thing. I think Geelong's got like two hundred thousand or something. Yeah, or maybe a hundred in sort of that range. And Bunbury, with all its surrounding areas, might have, oh, at a guess, eighty to a hundred. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know how it would work logistically, but it'd be pretty cool if they were able to do it. Like it's mm. a footy mad town and um, I guess you've got to think about whether what that takes away from the Waffle and the Southwest Footy League and those sorts of things. But yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Mm. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, you'd still fall into the age range potentially, yeah. mate, <laughs> mature age, yeah. mature age. Yeah. Um, so you, I was obviously going to ask you about um, your – footy at Peel and how that started. Mm-hmm. Um, you already mentioned that because I, I was thinking you're from Bunbury. Isn't mm. that a Swan District zone? Yeah. But you've already sort of answered it. So Collie is actually zoned to Peel. Collie is zoned to Bunbury. Peel. Yeah, and okay. Yeah, we did a bit of a dodgy there by the sounds of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you say so when did you start um, at Peel? Like did you play development squads or mm. was Colts your first taste of it? No, so they have um, – they have a Southwest development squad and they play against Peel and oh, yeah. um, Swans and East Perth and maybe Perth. Okay. Um, all the clubs. They have a carnival. So I played 14s and 15s for Southwest and then 16s was um, made the move to play. Under 16s it gets a bit more serious and played for Peel. Okay. Um, Does Southwest keep going in 16s though or do they drop off at no. 15s? Yeah, they drop off at 15s Didn't and then you, yeah. you get spread into your – your zone, okay. catchment area. Yeah, um, and did you? Um, sorry, before we go on, mm-hmm. we've got a few Swans players. I mean, Swans players. We've got a few Bunbury players at mm-hmm. the club at Swans now. Were any of them in that southwest? Or yeah. Were, yeah, were any of them in that southwest development? Those southwest development squads with you or with me? I reckon there was Nathan Ireland. Yep. Germa. Um, Matthew Germs. Yeah. Yep, big Germa. Jeb O'Donoghue might have been the year below me. Okay. Um, yeah, there's definitely a few. Yeah, right. Yeah, they all yeah. sort of come through that system. And, yeah. Um, it's really good down there the way they do it and Jamie Douse is, runs the whole program and oversees it and he's he's been huge for yeah. me and all the boys in that region. He's unreal. Yeah. So, yeah. so you played 14s, 15s developments there and mm-hmm. then your first bit of footy appeal was 16s development. 16s, yep. So play – I think it's like a six-game carnival. Um Lucky enough to play state sixteens and go over east for that. After that, yeah. Um, then went back to South Bunbury for the end of the year, and yeah, then it was into Peel Colts from there. So as a, in twenty seventeen and eighteen, as a seventeen and eighteen year old, Colts, um, yeah, straight into Colts, yeah, yeah, yep. But no, it was my time at Peel. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. So yeah, you were saying you in, you enjoyed your time at um, Peel. What was your experience of Colts? Footy like obviously, like when you're playing junior footy and development squads, Colts is a bit more of a step up from that. Mm. What was um what was that experience like? It was good. It was quite demanding as well because we were living in Bunbury, 
Um, there was five or oh, there was two carloads of boys driving up to Mandra two to three times a week, sometimes even four, um, which is an hour each way. Yeah, so, okay. You know, with on top of ATAR and doing school, not that I did much study, but on on top of doing <laughs> school at the same time, it got pretty full on. Yeah. Um, and that did lead to a bit of burnout towards the end of probably both of those seasons. Yeah, like, okay. Just sort of lose the love for footy because you're yeah just in the car every night after school and it was it was really tough but at the same time like the group of boys we had down there and the coaches and everything about it was really good it was pretty professional Colts environment and people always seemed to be good in the Colts so I'm glad I was there for that phase it was yeah I learned a lot did you um I didn't go this far in the research probably Mm -hmm. should have but um Mm -hmm. what sort of how deep did you get as a Colts side did you play in any grand finals or finals or we the first year we lost an elimination final in a golden point um to a side coached by pickers really yeah he was coaching east perth Perth Colts. yep um so they beat us by a point we didn't realize we thought it was um five minutes each way or first to kick a goal or something and it went all the way down to our forward pocket and I think all we had to do was just handball it through, but um, no one knew. Didn't happen. Jeez, who was up. your coach? That's Craig Otto was our coach that year. Yeah, yep. Um, and he wasn't the next year. <laughs> 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 um, but then the year after that, we first week of finals, we played against Swans. Um, Bainey had thirty-one and a goal, and Mitch he likes Bain. to remind me about that all Mitch the time. Bain. Yeah, yeah, we were playing on each other, just sort of like one of those deals: shake your hand at the start and see at the end on a wing. No, nah, we're in the midfield. Oh, but, um, yeah. Real the, proper deal of yeah, shaking hands then. <laughs> not the two most defensive-minded blokes. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Swans beat us that day. We went away, beat East Frio, and then came back to play Swans in the prelim. Um, I had a stress reaction in my foot and missed that da- um, that day. Yeah. And Swans beat us and went into the grand final. So oh, we made well, a prelim. Yeah. They yeah. lost that too, I think. They Spoke did. about that with Denver, which... Yeah. He wasn't too happy about me bringing it up. No, yeah. no. Nah. I, I get into those boys a fair bit about it. It's, <laughs> it's quite funny playing against them and you got that combative relationship when you're playing against each other and now we're all good mates. Yeah. So it's yeah. a fair bit of banter gets thrown it, around about it. It's funny because obviously it is Nathan Island that you touched on, Matthew Germs. I don't mm-hmm. know who else there was, but they were obviously zoned to Swans. Mm-hmm. So if you if you were sort of Bunbury, South Bunbury instead of Collie, you would have been playing with them in that team instead of against them in that first final. Yeah, and yeah. Greg doesn't let me forget that. So yeah. Greg Harding doesn't let me forget that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, they lost that grand final by, what, a couple of points? Yeah, it was close. Yeah. It and was then close. The, so then I left Peel to come to Swans and Peel lost the grand final by a couple of points. So I missed... I sort of, if I did it a year earlier or a year later, I might have played in a grand final, yeah. but um, haven't played in one since junior footy. Yeah, yeah, just have to make up for it. Yeah, we do. This year. We do. Did you win any flags junior footy? Lost three in a row. Oh, no. Yeah, year uh, eight, nine and ten. Yeah, we lost in overtime the first year. Um, the second year, we were five points down in the last quarter and got our score wiped for having an extra person on the field. Um, and then the year after we got flogged. Yeah, okay. So, so you've only had one normal loss. Yeah. You had a golden point. Yeah, yeah. So not <laughs> – Over time. I really want to win one. I won a country <laughs> week one um, and that was awesome but it's not quite the same. But yeah. um, 
I don't like losing grand finals. It's yeah. not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and in 2018, your the second year of Colts, mm-hmm. you actually made your waffle league debut mm-hmm. um, in the final round against East Perth. Yep. Before I ask you how that went and what the experience was like in doing a bit of research, I happened to gain my own insight into yep. how that might have been for you. So we'll just take a quick uh, listen to something. I think I know what this is. Joined here by Lachlan Riley. I'm so sorry about the loss. What happened today? I think East Perth just a better side on the day. Um, they got a hold of us. Their ball movement much better than ours. And yeah, that's about it. It was your first game in the league up from Colts. Um, how do you think you played? Uh, slow start. Like, struggled to adjust to it at the start, but crept into it a little bit. Yeah, not too bad. It was a busy game uh, for the boys over in defence. How do you think they went over there? I think they were pretty good. They flew at the ball all day, but I think um, maybe the mids and forwards let it get in there a bit too quickly and a bit too easily. So Ben Howlett fought hard with a strong performance with his goal, 21 disposals and six tackles. How do you rate his performance today? Yeah, he's good to have around the club, especially for a young bloke. Um, and, yeah, good on game day. I swear his stats are the same every week, so always a solid contributor. Also, yeah, Daniel Pierce strong as always um, with his goal, 29 disposals and overall leadership on the field following his retirement announcement this week. How important is his loyalty to Peel and overall role in the team this season and just today? I think he just attacks every game the same, no matter what grade he's playing at, so he's really good to have around. He's an awesome player, so yeah, sad to see him go. Looking up from your cult level, who do you think has been the standouts in the league this season? Probably Jordan Bolognier. I reckon he's been real solid, bummed up to the league this year and um, hasn't put a foot wrong. What will be the plan now for you, I guess, heading into next year? Is there another league game on the horizon for you? Uh, just have a rest and hit the pre-season hard and um, see how I go from there. So i got a couple of takeaways from that. <laughs> You've done well here. Obviously, well it was done. an interview with you after the game. Well done. The first one was that you crept into the game. Yeah. Oh, just love that description like for that. working your way into a, into your first game <laughs> of Waffle. <laughs> the second and most important takeaway was mm-hmm. that you acknowledged, as is often the case, that the defenders did their jobs well and it was the forwards and in particular the mids' fault. Yep. I like that a lot. Yep. Um, you might. I was thinking of you as I said it. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't know each other, but we were just we were already connected. Um you mentioned a bloke, Jordan Bolognier, who doesn't even play at the club anymore. No. As no. the up and coming. And then I left the year after. And that's the thing. <laughs> that was the last one. When asked about your pre-season. Very harsh, wasn't I? Yeah. Kept my plans yeah. real quiet. Yeah, you did. But you did say that you were going to hit it hard, which yeah. I think you've taken yeah. with you to this day, which is a credit to you. But yeah. was that a fair summation? Yeah, yeah, probably. Anything um, to add? Didn't give her much, did I? Nah, nah. Really was a little bit nervous in front of the microphone. <laughs> um, she was quite cute, I think, so maybe, <laughs> maybe slightly startled. But um, yeah, no, nah, I really <laughs> didn't give her much at all just then. So yeah. She did well. Yeah. What, <laughs> what do, in all seriousness, what do you remember from the game? Like, were, were you nervous? Was it, like, what was the experience like? Was it... Um, the reason I got a game, so I was emergency for about a month straight um, and Peel were pretty decent that year. Um, I found out, I think, three or four hours before the game that I was going to play because I was emergency. Um, Tom North, a Frio listed player, come down with gastro. Um, so I drove up that day and 
which was probably a good thing because I probably would have been pretty anxious the night before and yeah. I tend to overthink those sorts of things and um, big games, I get pretty worked up. Uh, so it sort of took that stress away from it a little bit. Um, but I was just pumped. I was really excited. Uh, the boys were pretty good. Um, it was a good team to come into and I just remember the first five minutes of being out there like realising that, wow, this is completely different to what I'm used to. Like these are big boys and the speed at which the ball moved, which now I feel a lot more used to it. But I remember on that first day just thinking like this is a completely different game. Mm. Yeah. Um, and my first kick, marked it on the wing, went back and just absolutely shanked one to centre half forward. It floated and perfectly landed in someone's lap. So looked good. It looked good, but it was the, probably the worst kick in my career and I've had a fair few bad ones. So <laughs> I think you had 13. 13. From looking at the stats of the day. Yeah. 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 Remember that? Yeah. 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 Remember that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's not bad. That's not bad for a start. Yeah, I'll take it. Did um and obviously did you feel like you were building up to playing league footy and the reason I asked this and it absolutely takes nothing away from your debut mm. and I can sort of relate if it is the case because <laughs> I came in I played my league debut in mm-hmm. a, in a year when I think we finished bottom of the ladder yep. but yep. did you feel like you'd built your way up to getting a spot at league level or was there a bit of alignment with Frio I don't know if anything was happening last round of the season where they were resting or things were happening and did, like yeah. do you not did you feel like you'd earned it or did you feel like you were given it? It's a, it was a, it was different appeal to the way it is at other clubs. Like a line clubs are, and that was part of the frustration in me being appeal. Like a line club is, it's a really weird system where each week your potential to play league footy is dictated by what Peel or um, West Coast are doing in West Coast case. Um, so obviously a, a, a listed player got gastro and that's what brought me in, but I had a pretty solid year of form and it was quite consistent and maybe it was four or five weeks of being emergency, but um, I was really gunning to play. But yeah. yeah, there definitely was that. Like, I, yeah, I was playing good footy, but it probably came a bit earlier than it should have because of circumstances of what it was like at Peel. Yeah. 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 So it might, might have been a mixture. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. Um, all right, and then obviously, yeah, end of that season, we touched on it earlier. That the, I'm calling it the trade. Yeah, I don't care the if there's no exchange, <laughs> but um, you yeah ended up at Swan Districts, mm-hmm. and that's somewhere where you wanted to end up. You touched yep. a little bit on um reasons or how you ended up there. Yeah, was there um was there a little bit of your new guys that were playing there as well? Yeah, which so sort of influenced your decision. Yeah, so my best mates, Cade Warrod, and He's not at the club now, but um, he played all his Colts footy at Swans and he was there when I left Peel to come to Swans. Yep. And I think that was part of the sell from Greg Harding. He said, like, you should be wanting to play with here with your cousin. And so, yeah, we grew up together and um, now we're sort of related through marriage and um, that was probably a big pull to just come and play with him. Yeah. Um, also knew Clark. He was coming back, Aiden Clark, good mates with him. Um and then just knew Bainey, Sebby Bright, a few of the boys at the team and that sort of helped me adjust and move in, like move into the club pretty easily and smoothly. Yeah. So was Greg Harding the main person from Swans he who was. was involved in it? Because yeah. he wasn't coaching the league side at the time. No, he was – I don't know if he was the Colts coach or 
he just stopped being the Colts coach and was a talent manager. Yeah. But he was heavily involved in the Colts and he'd obviously watched me as a player and um, I knew him a little bit from interactions like with Southwest training and those sorts of things. But, um, yeah, he just reached out to me and he's he's quite persuasive. So, yeah. 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 Um, and what was it like arriving at the club? Like, what were your first impressions? Obviously, I'm guessing you rocked up for senior preseason. Mm. What were your first impressions of the club? Um, I was pretty nervous. It's like daunting starting footy at a new club. Like, yeah. uh, you got forty to fifty to sixty relationships to build. Um, completely new environment. I just moved to Perth, so everything was new and fresh and different. Um, I guess the obvious things would be. The club itself is so much different in appeal. It's old and heritage listed, and um, but I kind of like I kind of like that. It's it, the club in general has a really country footy club feel. Yep. Um, and me and my family felt that immediately, and it, that's we loved it really. Yeah. Yeah. Being from the country, it felt more like a home club, um, as it, like in contrast to Peel being an AFL aligned club where, you know, you're sort of dictated by those guys. Yeah, and I think if you ask um, some guys who we ended up getting from East Perth over the years Mm -hmm. as well, you'd probably get a lot of the same answers like in terms of some of the struggles, I'd suppose, you'd say with being with an aligned club when you're not an AFL listed player. Yeah. Which is just the nature of it. Yeah, Yeah. it is, yep. Um, And like where were you at from a mindset point of view when you got to the club what were you expecting to be playing league regularly or did you think you had a lot of work to do to be able to play at the level were you promised anything which is not unusual in fo- in the footy world either like where were you at from a mindset point of view greg part of the sell with greg is he said i see you playing on a wing all year so yeah. i was like oh, beautiful i can do that <laughs> <laughs> so i was definitely being 19 and um you know i was definitely naive coming in thinking that i would play um, I didn't, you know, I didn't know whether I'd come round one or round four or round eight, but I expected to play that year and I sort of expected to stay in the team once I got there. Um, but in a way, I'm glad that didn't happen because being in and out, you learn a lot of lessons that I think hold you in good stead going forward and um, have definitely made me a better player. So, yeah, that first year wasn't smooth. I think I played four games. Yeah, yeah. Um, you did. And maybe round 11 I came in or 12. something. Round 12. Very good yeah. memory. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I expected, yeah, naively I expected to play more than I did. So round one you thought you would, <laughs> not, so did you get through the pre-season and still thought that round one you'd be playing? or nah, I guess once you get closer to round one I realised I was a bit far off the pace. Um, you know, maybe I'd be hoping to squeeze onto a wing, but, you know, I'd come from a cold system where I was a midfielder. Inside um, mid? Inside mid. Did you play um, – I should have asked you this earlier, but mm-hmm. where did you play your junior footy? Always in the mid. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Um, half forward now and then. Like when I was playing Colts pretty young, like playing country Colts when I was 14, 15, I'd be, you know, a little half forward flanker. But um, it was always midfield and that's always where I'd like to end up. Yeah. Yeah. But so coming in the league at Swans in 2019, I would have been – 76 kilos like I'm not playing midfield spot at that weight and nor was I anywhere near good enough Mm. um and I probably didn't have the tools to be able to play in a forward or a a back position like I have worked on that now but so there probably just wasn't a way for me to fit into the team at the time and that's yeah that was indicative of playing four games yeah 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 so yeah you you did play your first 
league game in round 12. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you played four straight. Mm. Um, and, like, how was that sort of experience getting that block of games in at a new club? Obviously, you'd already made your league debut, but yep. at a new club, um, it was a fairly tough year, though. It with was. the club finishing bottom, but yeah, like, what did you take out of? I suppose. Yeah, it was good. Um, the team's changed a lot since then, personnel-wise. Like, we had a few more older boys, um, and I remember just coming in, and you know, you you overthink things when you're a young player, and trying to you probably rather than play on instinct, you're probably trying to play the other the way other people want you to play. Um, so I overthought things a lot, and. Senior boys were pretty direct with their communication yeah, and that okay. sort of frazzled. Who, who, who was that? Who? Dave Allard rocked me with a few just on-field yeah. little digs and at that point of my career being a bit more immature, it was, yeah, once that happened, I'm frazzled and I'm out of the game. Was there anything in particular that you remember that can be repeated here? Or uh, I don't think it was anything specific. It's yeah, just okay. he's, he's, a, he's a direct and um, Hit you between the eyes. he's a real man's man and I, <laughs> I just think I booted the ball over his head when he had 20 metres of space and he wasn't happy with yeah, that. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. So um, that was a bit of a welcome to the, welcome to the club, welcome yeah, to the league. Yeah, yeah. So I learned a lot in those four games. Did um, you win in those four games? I don't think so. No, and um, yeah, got some pretty good sprays from pickers too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So you copped it both ways, on field, yeah, off field from the coach. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, I was probably just um, immature. I had a lot to learn, which is you know a lot of guys coming through when they're young. That's the way it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I learned a lot in that four a uh, four game period. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then obviously got to the end of that year, club had really struggled. Um, how, how did you go sort of with that pre-season heading into the next year, which we'll touch on in a, in a second because mm. it was a strange one. But yeah. did you did you um, have a pretty strong pre-season? Yeah, yeah. I put a lot of work into my running. Yeah. Um, I think that going into that 2020 year, I got a running program off Jamie Dowse, who I mentioned before, mm-hmm. um, from down south, and he would tailor that to you. And I come back pretty fit. Um and, yeah, I had a pretty big piece, uh, pre-season and, again, naively probably expected to play more than I did. Yeah. Um, but, again, a lot of good lessons. Yeah. So was yeah. that the first time you'd just sort of done something like that where you'd taken the onus on to do a proper running program and probably put a bit more focus on it? Mm. And was that a, as a result of the year that had just um, happened? It wasn't the first time. It was something – like I was always pretty good with off-season staff and trained pretty well, but probably that pre-season coming into – the first year at Swans 2019 was just a pre-season where I didn't do everything as well as I usually did. Um, and that was probably a result of uh, coming out of the cult system and sort of that AFL dream sort of fading into the distance. So yeah, okay. Uh, I know a lot of guys tend to lose a bit of motivation around that time. And yep. although I wasn't even close to getting drafted, it was still a dream. And like, yeah, so I had to um, just get back to training really well and really hard. Yeah. 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 I think a lot of guys can relate to that. that mm. You're sort of touching on that where you sort of everyone wants to play AFL, yeah. right, when they're playing. Yeah. Um, some guys obviously end up playing. Some might get closer than others. But yeah. especially around that age where people are getting looked at the most, that 18 to 19-year-old, it can be pretty tough, yeah. can't it, like, yeah, yeah. to sort of get yourself going and, and work out what you want to actually do. Yeah. And yeah. like uh, I can only imagine what it's like for the boys who are really close, like – um, yeah, it's not like I thought at any stage in 2018 I was a 
real chance. I missed the state 18. So after that, I was like, yeah, it's probably not going to happen. But um, so I had a while to come to terms with that. But, you know, other guys couldn't think they're a real chance until draft night where it doesn't happen. And I imagine that would be gutting. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Def- definitely know a few of those, as I'm sure you probably do. Yeah. As yep. well. Um, but yeah, so you've had the, you've probably jumped right into the preseason mm-hmm. after 2019 and then COVID. Yeah. Comes out of nowhere. It was a real strange one, wasn't it? What yeah. did um, what did you make of that experience as a whole? Or with yeah, footy? just well, well, probably more so with footy, but yeah. even as a whole. Yeah. Um, it's hard to remember back. It was a real blur of a period. Like yeah. that two years was just like, what is going on? Um, I was living with two good mates in Cade and a, another high school mate, and um, yeah, when that news come on and. You know, we're going into lockdown and this and that. And what does that mean for footy? They're getting training programs out. There's just so many things to keep up to date with what you are and aren't allowed to do. Um, and, like, also, like, will there be a season? Mm. That was a thing. There was so much ambiguity about around what was going to happen. Yeah. Um, so it was tough to stay motivated during that period because it's like you, you may be doing this work for no reason. Yeah. yeah. So did that, do you think that... Because we, I think we didn't end up playing until June mm. after, of, and normally you'd obviously play in March yep. or April, whenever it is. Did you obviously that sounds like that forced break and the delayed start to the season didn't come at a good time for yourself? No, yeah, probably not. Um, like I, I trained pretty hard in that period, but what it made me realize is like once, like footy, like I said before, I burnt out towards the later end of those Colts years and at at times footy can get pretty tiresome mm. but when it's completely taken away from you and you're not going to the club every night and hanging out with 40 mates and kicking a footy around and getting something out of yourself like you realize pretty quickly how much it means to you and how much you enjoy it um so in that forced break well, it wasn't about playing wanting to play well or wanting to do this or that it was just like i just want to be back playing footy yeah like for the love of it yeah um so that was a cool thing to realize yeah yeah. So it's maybe g- gave you some of that drive or hunger back a little bit. Yeah. Which yep. is a positive in a way, I suppose, silver lining. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I know it was different for everyone. I know it was a blessing in disguise for me because yeah, I, so. I was – I think we had a practice match against West Coast mm-hmm. at Lathlane mm-hmm. and I couldn't move the next day with the back. Standard procedure for yeah, you though, but it? Yeah, but it was a bit of a relapse <laughs> and yeah. I reckon I would have been out for at least a month, maybe yep. longer if we had it played as planned. Yeah. But then I ended up playing the yeah. shorter season so it turned out as a blessing in disguise. But oh, you'd love an eight-game season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I actually did. I didn't like the shorter quarters. No. I'm actually an advocate for the normal um, yep. quarters, the 20-minute quarters plus yep. time on. So I didn't like that. No, but quite yeah, strange. But it probably helped me yeah. in a way. But yeah. um. Yeah, so well, there you go. So it was a tough one, but it sounds like you at least got something out of it in terms of realising maybe how much you wanted to have a crack at it Yeah, at the level. Uh, like I said, there's that disappointment of uh, that I talked about before, but um, I guess that force break just made you realise that, you know, that although you're not maybe aiming to play AFL anymore, like you still love footy and you still um, you want to just be the best player you can and you want to hang around your mates and keep driving yourself to be better. Yeah, and whatever that level it is, like um, whatever level you're doing that at, it's it's all good. Yeah, um, it's good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And that's one of the biggest things, isn't it, about mm. footy is just having mates or yeah. your mates around and and yeah. enjoying enjoying the experience with them, yeah, the well, process and the experience. There's nothing like that in 
like other outside of sport in adult life. Pretty hard to replicate, isn't it? It is. Yeah. 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 Um, you played two of the eight games mm-hmm. at league level that year. Yep. Did, did you get to the end of that year? Because I think did you finish the season playing league? The did you play the last games. two? So yeah. did you get to the end of that year feeling like you'd taken a step forward? I did. Yeah. Like you might not look at it that way if you were just looking at the fact that I played two games, but um, I felt that the way I played in those two games might have led me to play more had the season been a full length. Yep. Um, so I just wanted to improve on the amount of games I played each year. And while I didn't do that that year, I felt that, you know, whether to be another eight games, I would have hoped I'd be around for a majority of them. Yeah. Um, not sure if I would have or not, but I definitely felt a step forward from the year before in terms of the way I was playing at reserves and league level. Yep. Yeah. And oh, well, that obviously... Shows was one of the reasons I asked you because I mm-hmm. thought that might have been your answer because from 2021 onwards to mm-hmm. now, you've basically cemented yourself as a regular league player. You've mm-hmm. 34 of the 37 games you've played in in the last two years have been at um, league level. Yep. Do, you think much has cha- do you think much changed to allow that? Do you think it was mostly a um, growth in terms of your mindset and having experienced a little bit and, mm-hmm. and what you'd sort of been through or do you think you started to work dramatically harder mm-hmm. or what do you think Probably was the main... The biggest thing um, to get me into the league team when I wasn't in it was I would seriously hassle pickers every week, like go in and just hound him. It was We had a pretty funny relationship where it's just I asked him a lot of questions and I was really hungry to get better. Um, but the thing that sort of got me in there and... I had to persuade him of it for a while was that I could play forward. Like I could play small forward. Um, I hadn't really done it at Swans, but I knew I knew I could play a role like as a small forward, half forward. Um, and, yeah, he didn't take to that idea immediately, but eventually a spot opened up and I came in and was lucky enough to sort of learn the role on the go and um, do it well enough that from then on out I sort of had a position in the team and I think – had I kept battling away to play midfield or play wing, you know, I might only have 20-odd games right now. But um, So I'm glad that I branched out and tried to play footy like in a different role yeah. and in a different way. Yep. Um, yeah. It's a, b- a bit of a learning in that too, I think. Like you can't just be locked into thinking that you only play one way and mm. you've got to be open to, to yeah. doing different things and working out how you can fit in a side yeah. In a team. Yeah. When you're playing at a team level, yep. team sport. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty interesting. Um after hearing that stat, the thirty four of the thirty seven games being legged, do you um do you reflect on that and feel like you're comfortable at the level? And do you do you think like you have a handle on what it takes at the level now? Um, yeah, I th- mostly, yeah, I think so. Um last year. I definitely took a step forward from the year before and um, in terms of the way this preseason's going, I feel more comfortable and um, one thing I've definitely noticed is as you somewhat solidify your spot in the team, like your perspective on the way you go about things tends to widen. Um, so like I was probably narrow-minded in me getting the best out of myself previously whereas – and you have to be when you're not in the team consistently but now there's a little bit more safety to it. Um, Definitely not completely solidified, but there's a bit more safety. I can sort of 
start to look around and see how I can help other people and I can start to think about the team winning and it's not so much about an individual ambition anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting that you say that because it's similar to um, conversation that Jesse Turner and I had on um, the last pod mm-hmm. um, was that the, the quicker you can get everyone thinking on that level in terms of what their role is and how they can actually help the team mm-hmm the closer you're going to get, I think, to having success because we sort of spoke about it. Everyone is probably on a spectrum where there's a part of them that's thinking about themselves. I don't think you – I think it's impossible, but I think to not think about yourself to some degree. But I think once you um, sort of get comfortable at the level, Mm. cement your spot in the team, granted you have that type of sort of mindset or personality or attitude towards it, you Mm -hmm. start to go the other way Yeah, where you start to think more and more about the team and really wanting, I think, I think not having success for having played for a while probably drives that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And wanting to, to actually do what's required for the team as opposed to just yourself. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's interesting that you say that and I think that's one of the things that hopefully this season might get us closer because I think we're getting closer to that yeah. as a group. Yeah, I definitely think so too. Yeah, but it's, yeah, it's interesting that you sort of touch on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah well, it's weird. It's happened naturally. Like I haven't consciously thought about it but I've just noticed it. Like, um, yeah, it's just I, I just really want to win as a team whereas, um, you know, I wouldn't say selfishly but just naturally when you're not in the team consistently, you're, you're thinking about, you know, what I can do to be better. It's, yeah. And you're in the team and it's what can I do to make sure I don't get dropped. Yeah. Whereas yeah, when you first start playing league footy, yeah. all you're worried about is not getting dropped. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a natural Yeah. It's a natural sort of reaction or feeling towards it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. no, it's, it's been good, a welcome change. Yeah. 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 yeah, I think it's reflected in watching you and the way you go about it too. Yeah. I think you're naturally like that. But mm. um, you can sort of see the change yeah. in yourself as well and the way you contribute into the group like yeah. from my point of view anyway. Oh, that's good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> um, so one – I hope I got this right. One key moment that stands out that I wanted to talk about at league level is your goal against Subi mm. in 2021. Yeah. Yep. So we hadn't beaten them in God knows how many years. Yeah. Um, we should have been beating them by a lot more in that game, but mm-hmm. we kept them in it. Yep, um, as we do. Yeah, as we as do. We do. <laughs> um, and you kicked what was ultimately the match-winning goal, the sealer, for yeah. us after you ran someone down to get them holding the ball. Yeah. Um, yep. Playing as a high half forward, yep. which is the role you adapted to, as you've talked about. Cheers, pickers. Was that moment a turning point at all? Or did you – and if it wasn't, did you have a like a moment at all or a game where you sort of felt like you turned the corner in terms of how comfortable you felt at the level? Uh, I don't know if that moment was that moment. Like it was it was very cool. Like I was I was glad to do it to have like such a direct influence on the outcome of a game. Yeah. But that was probably in a period of five or six weeks during that twenty twenty one season where I started to realise that um, not only can I play my role and not get dropped, but I can actually be pretty handy if I do everything right. Um, so that was probably in a four or five game period where I started to go hound. Like, yeah, I, I can do it. Uh, I can play at the level. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty cool. How were the nerves when you were lining up for the set shot? Yeah, I was pretty nervous. I don't know if we were a few points up or a few points down. Um, and it was 
outside 50 and this is the – I think I had the wind behind my back and I've absolutely floated at home. It's gone like – it's just floated backwards and forwards about <laughs> 15 metres off the ground. It didn't go high at all and it just sailed through. Uh, it was the ugliest kick from outside 50 you could imagine. A goal's a goal though. A goal's a goal, <laughs> yeah. Did you kick multiple that day? I might have kicked two. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. That was a big moment for the club. Yeah. We had not beaten Subi for a very long time. No. It, this is probably a bit of a knock on us as well at times, but we we carried on like we'd won something oh, yeah. after that game. Like didn't we? The flag. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's photos of the boys um, going off as the siren goes, and they are hilarious. Yeah. Like I've got two two hands in the air pointing to the sky <laughs> like this, like we've just won the flag. Um, I think Clarkie and Bainey are cuddling each other on the ground, and yeah, it was a big day though. It was like a big we, day. When, I think it must it must have been like seven. Seven or eight yeah. years since we'd beaten Subi. And they went on to win the flag stop. that year. Yeah, that's and it was right. was at their home ground. It was yeah. huge. It did feel like that was maybe a little bit of a, a turning point, maybe for the group in yeah. terms of like what we thought we might be able to achieve. Yeah, definitely. And obviously playing finals that year for the first time in a while yeah. was uh, probably the outcome of that, even yeah. though that didn't go as, as we wanted it to. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so that was sort of – you had a pretty good stretch there in 2021, but I'm guessing that obviously last year – 2022 was probably it was probably your best year at league yeah. footy and yep. where you really probably cemented yourself yep. in that role. Yeah. Do, do you agree with that? Yeah, I'd say so. Like yeah. um definitely not happy with the like where I'm at and the way I'm playing. Like I'm not unhappy either, but I'm definitely wanting to get a lot better. Mm. Um but last year would have been my best year and probably where I really it's like yeah, really did learn that I can play at the level. Yeah. Um my confidence wasn't fleeting anymore. It was like a stable understanding that I know how to do it, um, which is a cool point to get to because footy can be pretty stressful when you don't know if you're playing resis or league. Yeah. And yeah, I'd, it's really good for you to go through it all, but I don't envy the boys who are going through it now. Like it's it's a tough spot. Yeah. Yeah. H- how do you um how do you feel you sort of worked on that or managed that because. That the confidence thing is such a big thing yeah. for a lot of guys that play footy, and it's such a big part of footy, isn't it? Like yeah. Uh, the mindset part. Obviously, you need to be skilled or yeah. talented to a certain degree, and you need to work on your skills mm-hmm. a lot as well. Yeah. And your fitness and all the rest of it. But once you sort of have honed that a lot, yeah, a lot of it is just that mindset and that confidence. Yeah. So how, is there anything in particular that you think you did to? work on that or do you think it just was a matter of time and Um, getting some experience definitely time and experience but like i definitely tried out a lot of strategies to see Mm. what i could do to help it Mm. um like i would get pretty worked up on a field like get the ball and be thinking about like like anyone could call for the ball off me and i'd pretty much give it to them because it's like i wasn't playing on instinct um that's something i really try and concentrate on and probably the main thing i do is I have a pretty rigid routine on game day um, and a lot of the boys are all getting pumped up and listen to crazy music and they're all getting around each other and there's a lot of testosterone flowing in the building before we go out and play. But yeah. I sort of like to just sit down and trick myself into being relaxed. Like I'm not relaxed but just convince myself that it's all good. Yeah. Um, I know how to play. I don't need to get pumped up because I find when I go out there and I have a steady heart rate and – I'm feeling relaxed. That's when I play my best footy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So maybe I could listen to a pump up tune now and then. I might lay a tackle, but <laughs> at least this way I, I'm not 
making big mistakes with the ball in yeah, the yeah. end all the time yeah. and getting stressed out when boys criticise you. It's just uh, the way I've found I play my best footy. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah, different approaches work for everyone, isn't yeah. it? It's not one shoe. No. Nah, what's of yours like? What it, like? How do you do it? Oh, geez, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> I'm supposed to be the host. Um, nah, um, yeah, it's a good question. Like I sort of a lot more relaxed about it in general mm-hmm. but oh, it's funny because you say rigid routine but i um don't need I, I sort of try to follow like a bit of a routine but yeah. i do not need to have anywhere near no a routine like i did before yeah and i sort of almost um of the last couple of years i've almost sort of liked when the routine has been changed on me it's a little challenge and then you. you're like yep yeah, it's yeah. still going to be fine yeah yeah. Um, but yeah, I've had to work on the mindset. I think a lot mm. of perspective. Yeah. Getting a lot of perspective, but all of that's come from experience mm. as well. Yeah. But gaining a lot of perspective on how important maybe footy is. Yeah. And um how how bad are things really gonna be if this happens or if that happens or if you yeah. fuck, fuck something up or do something bad or yeah. anything like that. But yeah, a lot of it does come back to playing relaxed with just mm. that slight edge yeah. just making sure you've got that you need you do what you need to do to have that slight edge almost like that adrenaline like that, that slight that, edge that's the balance i'm trying to find because sometimes i go out and it might be real like lackadaisical like really overly relaxed and as a small forward you need to have intent to tackle and sometimes like i i get to a state where i could be composed with the ball in hand but less aggressive in terms of chasing down for tackles or um, my running capacity and so one day I might feel like great and then the next week I feel too relaxed or too worked up and I think you just get better at it over time. Like probably the best I've seen is Tony Knott, like watching him pre-game. It's like he just knows that he can play footy really well yeah. and he just he's just cool as a cucumber always. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's good to watch But that, that comes back to sort of um, having that experience as well. He's played a couple of games. <laughs> yeah, just a couple. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's a, it's an interesting thing getting into the sort of mind of like how guys go about things yeah. and, and what makes them tick and what yeah. um, doesn't because it, it's, a, it's more of a battle than some people might think in terms of getting yeah. that right. It is. Um, it, like with how well you play yeah. compared to physically. Yeah, I, I feel like it's more, yeah. more of the battle than physically like – not a lot changes physically, but the guys who do it well mentally, are, it's, yeah, yeah it's but unreal. Yeah, it's just funny how different things can work. Like I remember that Subiaco game as well. Mm. I um, and I've told I told Pickers about this after the season. I reckon I was starting on the bench that game, so mm-hmm. I'd been starting on the field and in the team all year, and I yep. knew in the back of my head, and I'd actually been told that it was probably more of a matchup thing. But yep. I. I just on the Thursday was just like fuming, fuming but at the same time also um, like doubting because I, I, even 2021, I was yeah. worried every week about whether I'd be playing or not. Yeah. And um, on the Friday night, I actually did like a full-blown workout like here with kettlebells and everything and the rest of it on the Why? Friday night. Why? Just, I don't know, just did. And then... I was sore the next day, but for whatever reason, it put me in this mindset. Yeah. And I had one of the better, my better games probably for the season that day as well. How many well. marks do you remember? 
No, I don't remember. No, no, I don't remember. I don't remember. But it's interesting because yeah. I was I was sore. Yeah. I was real sore yeah. going into that game. But you nailed the headspace. But I, yeah, I reckon yep. but but that's not gonna work every week. But <laughs> no. I but obviously I nailed the mindset that yeah that week. So probably should start you on the bench if you want to play well. <laughs> nah, he, Hopefully he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> um yeah, real interesting. Like what you could go on for a long time about that. Yeah. But yeah, just interesting to get a bit of like your mindset or your sorry, your thoughts on on that kind of thing. Yeah. As well. Yeah. Um before we get into a couple of segments for a bit of fun. Yeah. Um being part-time footballers, mm-hmm. obviously it's not everything that we do. Yep. Um and it makes what we do outside of footy pretty important as well. Mm. So what do you do? What do you do with yourself outside of footy? So I'm a Sparky apprentice. Yeah. Um, what year? First year. First yeah, year. Yeah, fresh. So I, I was at uni for a little bit. Studying? Wasn't, yeah, it wasn't really for me. What were you um, studying? I was going to be a sports teacher. Yeah. Uh, pulled out on that and then did PT for a while. So I was a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, and that was good fun. And I worked at a really cool gym in Borogoon, not far from oh, here. Yeah. Um, love that. And then, yeah, started a Sparky apprenticeship and um, enjoying that as well. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, and, like, we touched on it a little bit, but how do you balance the demand of having to work full-time because mm. you'd be working full-time hours and make the commitment to Waffle Footy? Because Waffle Footy's only gotten more serious, I'd say, overall, in yep. terms of like how much training and how much commitment there is if you want to be sort of good at it. Yeah. Um, and obviously with the change in staff and the preseason we've just had, mm. we've probably had to have more commitment to it. Definitely. How do you balance it all or switch off or, or yeah, balance the stresses mm. of juggling well, that's multiple commitments? Like, yeah, it's something I said I struggled with as a cult um, and probably just due to lack of awareness, but... I feel like every year since then I've got a bit better at it. Um, I tend to have a phase or two each year so far in my career, like a three-week phase maybe two times throughout the year where I, my training standards have tended to drop and my enjoyment of footy tends to drop. Mm. Um, but it quickly, pretty quickly snaps back into like being disciplined and back into it again. But um, I think I'm getting better at identifying when those periods are coming and now instead of sort of keep grinding away until you do get to that phase um i think i can see the warning signs and i'm really working on sort of doing less to achieve more um you know not in a way where i'm putting less effort into footy but just in you know i'm thinking of it long term like how can i be uh enjoying footy and the most productive i can be in whatever time i can give for the whole year yep um yeah 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 and i know we spoke about off off air <laughs> we spoke about load management <laughs> yeah um so that's probably one yep. one thing where you can identify yep like some periods where you like i know you you probably spoke about yours was related to having sore groins yep um but i'm guessing that you can probably identify periods where you might need to back off a little bit purely mm. just from a um headspace point of view like or definitely like what you touched on because you're not your standards dropping you're not enjoying yeah. footy yeah. so you've been able to identify that a little bit better i'm getting better at that and that's that's been a focus of the preseason. um and yeah counterintuitively like less is more in a way yeah. and it's i've been finding that's true 
Um, and that, that for a lot of guys, that's tough. And yeah. I think for the way I know that you train, yeah. that's pretty tough as well. It is. But, yeah, it's tough for a lot of guys. Like, I can't put my hand up and say I always get that no. right. No, you're probably the worst example <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, but, no, just, um, yeah, I have been really concentrating on that because I, I want to enjoy footy and I think that's when you do play your best footy. Yep. Um, so, yeah, just putting a lot of work in and probably I can get a bit obsessive about it, so... I've been trying to tone that back and um, see what effect that's having. So, you know, I'm trying to when I leave the club, it's that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. I have periods in the week where I train, or um, but outside of that, now I'm trying to do other things. Whereas before, I just think about footy all yeah. the time. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. Uh, and I think it drains you. Yeah. 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 It takes a bit of maturity to get to that point, but yeah. 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 Sounds like you're getting more and more in the right direction. I yeah. think it reflects in the way you play too. Ultimately, yeah. it reflects in the way you play yeah, and yeah. how you go yeah. on the footy field, which is funny. Yeah. yeah. Also, I guess, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if it's working. Well, I think Maybe last I'll be unfit and fat and <laughs> footy. <laughs> I, think the last, I think last year and even the year <laughs> before where it sounds like you've been working on it probably shows yeah. in itself though Yeah. as yeah. well. Um, all right, we've got some quick fire questions. Here we go you to answer yeah i'm gonna get a sting for all this at some point but i just haven't been organized enough to do it yep. um so you get no sting mate just okay. we're straight into it um <laughs> best sledge you have heard or copped if any so you can say next question if you best, can't think of any best but sledge i've heard or copped um i can't think of one i've copped but in on the topic of sledging i remember Giving one to Jared Cameron in oh, Colts. Oh, you're going with giving one? No, I'm not going <laughs> to no, go come into on, that. Let's go. But uh, on, the, to get on, him on. on the topic of sledging, uh, playing against Jared, and he's a very good player and I just wanted to sort of muck with his mind state on the day. So I got into him a little bit and I sort of learned my lesson about picking and choosing who you sledge because five minutes later I was on the wing and going for a kick and he is just – it was one of those ones where like I know he's about to get me but I've got to concentrate on the kick and – as soon as I kicked and I was off balance, he's just giving me the biggest hip and shoulder I've ever received and just absolutely <laughs> winded me. So I sort of be careful with my sledging now. Yeah, okay. So yeah. Jared taught you how to be careful Jared with the sledging. Yeah, there Shout you go. Out to Jared. And he's Thank back. Yeah, he's, he's back, back. back. this pre season. Yeah, we've squashed the beef too. We're mates. Yeah, so good. Right. I like to hear that. I like to hear that. Um, hardest training session you've done to date? And this is a good question for most current players that get on because. Mm. Um, it might be one done recently. Yeah, it's <laughs> got to be the Buff Knoll one. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know if you call that a training session. <laughs> I don't know what you'd be training for if that's what you're doing, but Shout we were crazy Andy enough Budge. to do it. Yeah. And uh, Budge is a maniac, so <laughs> we did Bluff Knoll three times. Um, At once, up and down, yeah. Yep, 21Ks. I think it was seven hours. With backpacks on? With backpacks and weights and um, ropes and off minimal sleep. We drove there through the night and... It was tough, but you know, not not crazy tough, but just um, mentally demanding and really enjoyable at the same time. Yeah, like I, I'm a bit of a nutter. I like really hard challenges like that. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I found it really enjoyable and watching how different boys react. Um, there were some, some demons that were getting fought. There were some demons. Yeah, Kean Ellis really wasn't loving <laughs> his time. Uh, Brenton Hilton, I actually saw tears coming out. Of, he was yeah, this is a, crying. This is a subject. Oh, a lot of speculation around <laughs> yeah, this as to whether they're actually tears or it. not. <laughs> I'm rolling with it and I'll let him know about it. Um, yeah, Hilts wasn't having fun. Uh, but it was a really good experience, the whole thing. And um, a few beers on the bus on the way home and it was 
as a team bonding from a team bonding perspective it was great as well yeah i I think it was one of those experiences that you can draw back on and will draw Mm. back on yeah definitely during the season yeah when needed yeah because it's one that would just stick in your mind yeah that's what it felt like after and you were lucky enough to only do two yeah let's (laughs) we won't go into that too much (laughs) because i've caught plenty about that yeah i've also had a lot of frustration (laughs) about that too it's funny because i could see it in budge's eyes when we're about to go up for the second yeah he he almost conceded yeah and he wanted me to do it yeah so it's probably really (laughs) stopped me but anyway um favorite thing to do in your downtime this is good after the question we had about the balance Mm, yeah uh i love reading yeah yeah i reckon i read one book um before i was 18 and that was ben cousins autobiography (laughs) um for better or for worse, I don't know if that's a good read or not. Or <laughs> hey, you got tra- you train harder after. Yeah, we'll go with that. After. Hopefully, that was the only habit <laughs> I picked up. <laughs> um, but yeah, from about nineteen until now, I've just reading. Uh, I read every day, and I love it. So yeah, just books. Yeah, newspaper man. No, nah, not a newspaper man. Yeah, no, nah, not old enough to be a newspaper. <laughs> man. <laughs> that's a shot. <laughs> it is. <laughs> <laughs> Get the Saturday delivered here every. <laughs> No, nah, not the newspaper. Yeah, read a lot of books, love podcasts. What kind um, of books do you read? This, How many blokes do you reckon would have picked that you read? I don't reckon many at yeah, all. Yeah, so no. what type of books do you read? You got uh, me interested now. I read a lot of books. Like Frank actually hit me up for Frank a, Anderson. a book swap. Yeah, because he's a little book nerd like yeah. me. Um, but what do I read? Uh, my favourite author is Ryan Holiday. Um, he's a stoic philosopher and he... Yeah, writes books on stoicism and... Um, this might be the first recommendation on the podcast. Yeah. I like this Well, yeah, really good books. Uh, actually, Jamie Dowse, who I've mentioned already, he gave me uh, one. That's how I got introduced to Ryan Holiday originally and um, Ego is the Enemy was the name of that one. So Jamie was obviously saying something to me there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, read all those sorts of books. Um, anything I think can make me better. Very good. Yeah. I like that answer a lot. Yeah. That, that's the best. That's the best so far. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's good. Um, what's the last TV series that you watch? Do you watch any? I'm terrible of just re-watching the same ones. Oh, like, yeah. such as? Uh, big. My favourite TV series ever is How I Met Your Mother. Yeah? Yeah, love it. Yeah. I, I reckon I've watched it six times. Really? I've never finished it. Really? Yeah. You haven't lived? <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to. Um, uh, so I could probably, yeah, quote any slogan as it's on the TV. I've watched it that many times. But, yeah, I, yeah I'm a sucker for a comfort watch. Like, I, I don't like the anxiety of picking a new show. Yeah, like watching something. yeah, no, okay. It's funny. Well, no, no, wa- no wasting time either. Nah, <laughs> nah. Um, but, yeah, not a big TV guy. Yeah, um, yeah. Maybe yeah, a couple of times a week I might watch something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, this is one I've added in now. So you, you, it's a pretty common podcast question though mm. but there's a little twist on it out there here we go at the end three people that you take to dinner can be anyone anyone dead or alive dead or alive i'd have to invite mike tyson yeah i'd have a chat with mike yeah i reckon that'd be good fun yeah um i'd love to take like just any old bloke from uh maybe Thousands of years ago, like a caveman or something. Yeah, be interesting to yeah. talk to someone just like that. A, uh, might not be able to talk though. <laughs> no, just a way to <laughs> sort of travel back to the past and see what that yeah, was okay. like. Um, and a funny one, if I can put my own twist on it, would be one of my parents at my age. 
Yeah. I reckon that'd be interesting. Meeting, uh, meeting your parents yeah, at the yeah, same age yeah. you are now. I like that. Um, I wonder if they'd I wonder if they'd be as dangerous as yeah. what you can be sometimes now. Yeah, from what I've heard, probably. <laughs> yeah. So maybe me and dad would get along really well. Yeah. Maybe not as well. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> That's why there I'm taking go. him to dinner. Yeah, right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um so that the the twist on it is which three current teammates would you take with you to that dinner? Oh, have to pick uh, three. There's no. Oh, maybe this bloke. I'm not taking Sebi Bright for undisclosed reasons. Oh, okay, uh, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna ask you which. I'm, I'm gonna ask you which three you would okay, as well. Okay. So the Seb Brights are any one of them. Yeah, yeah. he is. Um, so the ones I would bring to dinner. Who's a good time? I got to bring Adam Brock. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's my boy. That'll be a good dinner. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring Will Collins because I like his banter. Uh, we've been yeah. Underrated banter. Underrated banter. You wouldn't. You wouldn't expect it. Yeah. Um, but he's good fun. And what else would I bring? Kempy's good fun. Yeah. Ryan, Ryan Kemp. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. 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 And what? So good three selections. You happy with that? Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, and what, who sure. are the other two that you wouldn't bring? Wouldn't bring. So yeah, Sebby's not getting an invite. Yeah. Um, who else? I won't invite Clarky just to have a little dig at him for no reason. Aiden Clark. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um. And I'm not going to invite Jesse Turner because I don't want to talk about footy at this time. <laughs> I have to talk about something yeah, else. Okay. I, yeah. I don't know if Jesse's got that in him. So. <laughs> <laughs> got that, Jesse. <laughs> oh, no, that's, that's good. That's good. Um, all right. So now I like that. Good quick fire questions. Mm-hmm. Now we got a bit of dirt on chop. Here we go. It's not too bad, but yep. we've got a little bit. So right. the first one straight off the bat is love is something that is pretty easy for you to find. Is that right? Because you appear to be falling in love every second weekend. It tends to be the way yeah. the weekends are going lately. Yeah. 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 So you're not you're not denying that. Uh, I won't confirm nor deny that, Brendan. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, we obviously know that you've got some talent when it comes to footy. You mentioned before that you weren't very good at any other sports, but is there anything else that you fancy yourself in? Mm-hmm. Anything that comes to mind? I've always been very narrow in terms of it's all been about footy. Um, Freestyle rapping. Oh, jog, yeah. Jog, yeah. Jog your memory. A few beers and I'll definitely have a go oh, on the I microphone. You, I hear you've got a, like a rap name or a stage name too. Yeah. There is, Rucker. Rucker. Yeah, <laughs> What's that all about? Uh, at Country Week one year for school and, um, yeah, got in a bit of a ADHD energetic mood. <laughs> started doing that and one of the boys gave me that name. Um but yeah, a couple of beers and that tends to happen with a bunch of. <laughs> yeah, right. I, <laughs> not, I not look good at it. I look I forward. <laughs> I look forward to hearing this one night because I've I'm yet to hear it. Yeah, I'll oh. save I'll save one for you. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's good. Um, I've also heard that you are a bit of a sleepwalker. Mm. Is that correct? That is correct. Any um stories that stick out when it comes way to way too many. Any any way that you can many. share? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, probably the best one is I was away for. State 16's footy and we were staying at a golf resort on the Gold Coast and I was staying with my good mate Jared Fazioli and um, I've slept walked and woken up a flight above. So I've walked <laughs> out of my front door, up the stairs, up onto the level above my floor uh, and I've woken up at the top step in this golf resort that I'm not familiar with. <laughs> no idea how I got there. Um so that freaked me out and I went downstairs, banged on my door for ages. Faz would not wake up. So I went around, climbed on the fence, on the bins, onto the balcony, 
onto the back door and banged on the back door and this bloke is sleeping so deeply <laughs> he does not wake up. So, Budge you would be happy yeah, getting these dates late. Yeah. So then I crawled, like I climbed over to the other side of the balcony because it's like joining rooms, climbed over and around to the other side of the balcony. I wouldn't suggest doing any of this. It was quite dangerous in hindsight uh, and banged on my other mate's back door and I had to get into bed with him. And then <laughs> about an hour later I've done it again and woken up as soon as the automatic locking doors shut behind me. And I've just as soon as it shut, it woke me up, and I've gone, "Oh my You've god!" Gone back out again. So I've doubled up, I've doubled up, um, and then started banging on my own door again. And he finally woke up, and he was so confused. <laughs> my housemate's looking at me, going, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "Just don't ask. What? It, just don't even ask." He's like, "Were you mucking around out there with one of the mates?" And I was like, "Mate, just don't ask." Let me go to bed. <laughs> That's an incredible yeah, story. genuine story. And there is a lot like that. Um, a lot. So. <laughs> it's yeah. got me. Yeah, it is. It's quite scary as well. Um, how, how long has the sleepwalking been a thing for? Like, how long I've have done you it known? my whole life. Really? Yeah, both of my parents do it. Um, really? Both of my parents are sleepwalkers. Um, and I've been doing it forever. Uh, Mum's got some. Wicked scary stories about me and what I get up to. <laughs> any funny ones with your current house? Um, like at your current house? Like you've done yeah, yeah. This is sometimes I wake myself up. So <laughs> <laughs> probably the funniest one recently is I woke up in the middle of the night and I've got my the side of my mattress peeled up <laughs> and it's resting on my knee. So I'm sort of crouched over the bed with the, making, with the mattress resting up. the bed. Yeah, no, the mattress is on a 45-degree angle and I'm underneath it. And I was doing an electrical junction box in my head. That's what I thought I was doing. Um, so I'm, I'm working on cables underneath the mattress. But I woke up, turned working the light on and looked around and was like, yeah, what am I doing? It's incredible. Go back to bed. <laughs> it's unreal. Yeah. Oh. There's a, a few more R-rated ones. That won't yeah, it's okay. Yeah. That is great. Oh. That was the last um, bit of dirt I had. So I'm yeah. glad I – shout out to Aiden Clark. You probably imagine sent that in. I probably imagine he sent all three yeah, of those yeah, in. Yeah, so. 100%. Well, but mind you, the first one I knew about, mate. Yeah. I, I'd heard about some of the love stories, <laughs> the one-day love stories. Yeah. Um, oh, no, that was good. All right. The, the, last, the last sort of segment for um, the – the day, the pod, mm -hmm. um, it's a bit of this or that, like pretty mm -hmm. stereotypical, but you just got to answer. And I will be, I'm scoring each guest based on my own subjective opinion of your answer. Okay. So where you finish in the order, we'll see. We might come like up I with it. Like I said, a, it's Ursa's world. Yeah. We're just living in it. Yeah, right now. <laughs> um, we might, um, we might come up with the prize of some sort. Yeah. Whoever finishes on top or a yep. podium finish. I but, like prizes. So I will tell you that Denver Granger Brass is ahead of Jay Turner. He had mm. some very disappointing answers for really? me. Really? Yeah. Wow. But that, again, all subjective opinion. So. Right. Let's um, see how compatible we are. Yeah, we'll see how, see how we go. <laughs> we might fall in love first. I wouldn't put it past you. Um, peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Neither, but I'll go smooth. Oh, so you don't like it? Nah, but if I had to, I'm going smooth. Okay. That's a poor start. That's a poor start. The neither, I don't love it, but the smooth. Smooth. That's smooth. a poor start. Um, barbecue or tomato sauce? Barbecue every day. You're back on track. It's sweet. Sausage roll or pie? Sausage roll guy. 
with barbecue, which is, yeah, most people don't agree with that, but. You might be winning. Yeah. Um, LeBron or MJ? You can imagine it. You can imagine Jay Turner. Yeah, I'm MJ every day. Yep. Cop that. Know nothing about basketball, but just. Cop that, JT. Yeah. All right. You're a footy nuffie, so you should be able to, you should know this one. Yep. Brisbane's hat trick, 2001 to 2003. Hawthorne's hat trick. Richmond's three flags in four years or Geelong's three flags in five years. So 07, 09, 11, which – or none of them and mm. another and another team that you had a stretch. The, out of all those ones you said, I'd have to pick between the Geelong over the 010 sort of era. Yep. Uh, and the Hawthorne three-peat. So you got to pick one. I'll go Hawthorne like, and I'm going to sway you with this comment, but lots of lefties, lovely left footers. Yeah. So uh, yeah. it was a good team, and I love Alistair Clarkson, love Sam Mitchell, love Hodgie, but that was that was just a really good side. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, all right, World Cup winning goal in soccer, mm-hmm. Game Seven NBA Finals winning jump shot, buzzer beater, mm-hmm. Game Seven, winning goal in an AFL Grand Final, winning putt at the Masters, mm-hmm. hitting the winning runs in the deciding fifth. Ashes test in England mm-hmm. or taking the final wicket when the opposition needs two runs to win the same test? I'm going the AFL goal. Yeah. And then so if we take that out mm-hmm. of the equation, what's your what are you picking next? Um, in terms of you want the biggest moment you could get, I'd say probably game winning shot in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, don't play basketball, don't even follow it, but that'd be huge. No our tone appearances. No. 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 Um Tennis Grand Slam, mm-hmm. so you win all four majors. Yep. Best soccer player in the year when you win the World Cup, mm-hmm. the Golf Grand Slam, mm-hmm. or MVP, finals MVP and champion in the NBA in the same year. Um, I'm going the Grand Slams. Yeah. The, the tennis? Yeah, the four tennis Grand Slams. Yeah, Slam. I like that. That's yeah. a good one. Yeah. Um, I like tennis. Yeah. So, yep. Tough sport. Yeah. Yeah. Good to Who watch. do you like? Who's your tennis Who's your tennis goat? Um, out of the three, it's always out of the three. I like Roger. Yeah, yeah. Most people do. He's just a he's just a cool guy. Yeah, and um, cool accent, uh, and just yeah, good sportsman, and loves love the way he actually plays as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, coffee order. What's your coffee order? Very simple. Regular cap, no sugar. Yep. Just a regular man, regular cap. Yep. Meat and potatoes. <laughs> I thought of something else I'm going to ask you up this segment too. Okay. So just along those lines. Um, <laughs> alcoholic beverage of choice. Uh, and we're not talking about I want to watch the skinnies. No. Which we all which commend. Which actually want. Yeah. yeah. But which um, if you had one drink that you had to have or you could – it was your last drink. Last drink. What's your alcoholic beverage of choice? And you can get specific if you want I'm to. I'm not so. very loyal. I change it up a fair bit. Yeah. I'd probably go I'd probably go like a CC and dry. Yeah. Yep. Don't wonder. Yeah, I switch it up though. Yeah. I rock up with something different each time. Yeah. Yeah. Um north or south of Perth? South. Yep. Had to answer that way, didn't you? Yeah. I don't know what the go is with north. And and not touching on that, it's not in the segment, but the the Group of Southsiders that we've got at the moment, mm. would you put them comfortably above the rest of the club? I would. Yeah. I would. I'd say. Happy with the group? If I could choose it to be the spine of the team, I would. Yeah. It was, 
Happy with the group. They just get it. Maybe the best looking at the club in the group, Matty Germs. Oh, definitely. Yep. Sorry, yeah. Frank Anderson. <laughs> yeah, big germer. You got uh, Nathan Island, another big rooster. Um, um, to- oh, Toby. He, does he still he, care? I don't know. He's Scarborough. No, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Toby. He was with us. <laughs> yeah, he was. He was with us. We got Jarvis. Yeah, we got Jarvis. Um, who else we got? There's a few. Yeah. Yeah, maybe Jebby. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Jeb yep. definitely in there. Mm. We'll take it, won't we? We will. Um, this one you get bonus points if you get it right. Um, it's the last one as well. Yep. Who's the best key defender in the AFL? You're gonna say in our team? And nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, wow, that's really Nathan Island. <laughs> uh, best Tony key Knopf. defender in the <laughs> AFL right now. Yeah, and if you not, you you'll know. Like if you know, you know in terms of the right. bonus points. I'd have to say. If you know, you know. Probably Tommy Brass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he Sorry. probably isn't far off being. <laughs> oh, mate, don't. Sorry, mate. He is. Sorry, he is. Don't, don't worry about <laughs> continuing with your answer. <laughs> oh. um, all right. That was not bad. Yeah. I'll let you know. Towards the end of the season, you'll find out. All right. Um, the one question I had yeah. as well, going back to the meat potatoes, what, what car do you currently drive? A little Subi out back. Yeah, and yep. what did you previously drive? Oh, what was it? A little, oh, the little Commodore U. The U. Yeah, the, the Holden Commodore the U. Holden I Commodore remember U. I used to, obviously, when you came to the club, your first year at the club, I didn't play. Yep, you were coaching. My, yeah, yeah, we'll call it coaching. Coach. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> you were standing there. Because the old, something. the good old back. Yep. And I just, even the next year, I just remember seeing you a couple of times. Like we'd yep. be, a, we'd still be a fair way out from training. Yeah. I reckon I'd just, we'd be on the same, we'd be getting yeah. the training. And I just saw the you, this bloke from down Bunbury, yep. like just looking dangerous. There's a bit we're do- of, yeah, there's a bit about it, wasn't we're there? We're doing the, um, we're doing the, what are those push-ups we're doing this pre-season, uh, mate. Yeah, and the explosive push-ups. I've never seen anyone look more dangerous <laughs> while doing them yeah, I love like ready push-ups. to go yeah was there anything in the commodore U, or did you just fall into it yeah no nah, it wasn't really anything in yeah. it dad's um a mechanic and he knows a lot about those sorts of cars so it's cheap cheap labor for me free labor for me yeah okay. we've got a car that he knows a yeah. lot about i reckon it's, it just suited it suited you well, i got rid of it because i didn't like i, I don't think it did yeah but, okay uh, yeah i got rid of it in the end <laughs> Yeah. A bit bogan, I think. Well, so. yeah. Well, now yeah. That I've had a bit more of a chat, yeah. Yeah. You know, you're a bit more rounded than that, yeah. but it just suited the look. <laughs> it just suited you. Um, all right. To finish off, one thing I'll ask everyone mm-hmm. um, to finish off the, the app. Um, one thing <clears throat> that you want to achieve or your next sort of goal, and it can be small or big, both from a footy perspective and a non footy perspective as well so just general life it can be really like small mm. doesn't have to be like a major um yep. yeah but just and it's the next thing that you want to achieve the next thing I want. yeah because you know we might get you back on and we'll see mm. where you're sitting yeah in that regard um well the next thing i want to achieve and I, I don't know if you can ever achieve it it's just something you're constantly working at but it's that balance that we talked about before with footy so um I just want to work out a weekly routine and, and that's what I've been toying around with all preseason that has me getting better um, without burning out and enjoying footy the whole time. Yeah. Um, I think that's the way to go about it for long-term sustainability. So 
I don't want to just have good patches here and there. I want to be consistent for a long time, mm. and I don't want to ever not in like ever not want to come to the club. I, I want to love it at the club, and at the moment I do, so I want to keep it that way. Yeah, yeah. And um, what about general life outside of footy? Ah, uh, COVID sort of um, locked us all down, and I haven't done much international travel, so um, saving up a bit of coin to. Uh, go, go overseas at the end of the year. That, that's something I'm r- really looking forward to doing. Anywhere in particular? Um, me and Clarkie and Cipro are talking about the idea of Europe. Um, so Spain, Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. Gee whiz. Yeah, That'll be, be some trip with you three. Yeah. Clarkie's going for five weeks and I want to go for three. Um, I don't know if I could go for three with them too though. So <laughs> I might have, might have to split it up with a bit of a loan time. Yeah, okay. Don't know if I'd make it back in one piece. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, that's that's a goal that I'm, I'm trying to do. Yeah, yeah. get I'll, overseas. I look forward to hearing about that trip yeah. um, if and when it happens. Yeah. Um, nah, very good. Well, that sort of wraps us up. Cool. It's been good having you on. Yeah, Hopefully cheers. you've enjoyed it. Uh-huh. Hopefully everyone will enjoy it mm-hmm. and sort of realise that there's a bit more to you than – Maybe just first catches the eye. But no, I've really enjoyed it, mate. It's been a good chat and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on sometime soon. Awesome. Thanks, Urs.